We are live. Do we have, do we have tweets out and posts out? Wait, hold on. Go. Okay, hey. Welcome to our first Twitch live stream. This is the Next Issue uh, podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. Uh, we're four friends that love to talk about our uh, lifelong love of comic books, and today we're having a special episode, so we've got a couple of special guests. Uh, well, we've got Josh as our special guest here to help uh, be our rural <laughs> juror for our court case today. Uh, Josh, tell us your comic book background. Oh, gosh. Uh, hello, I'm Josh. Uh, my comic book background is that uh, I have read comics my whole life. Um, uh, I aspired to be a comic artist and cartoonist, so for a, n a number of years in college and grad school, I drew a uh, newspaper comic strip, um, and now as a, uh, a, a teacher, uh, I teach uh, college art history, mm. I have taught classes on comics um, more from the historical perspective. And just this uh, past summer, we took students to uh, Scotland. Yeah, to, that was awesome. Yeah, to learn about British comics, which was new to all of us. And, uh, and It's then not all Judge Dredd? Uh, no, oh. no. <laughs> but we did get to, we met the, uh, one of the uh, designers, uh, set designers that worked on the Stallone Judge Dredd movie. And she brought the awesomest stuff to look at, like blueprints and all you kinds know, of things. I'm going to defend the, the British comics because it was thanks to them. They actually had a pretty long run of a Transformers comic book. Oh, they did. And it was fantastic. Oh, my God. That was I, so I read those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're really good. <laughs> um, and then uh, what else? Oh, and then I've curated um, exhibitions uh, about comics. So I guess that's my history with it. So. Very and, cool. Uh, and uh, 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 Ghost Star Man. Okay. <laughs> The greatest uh, comic book For those book joining industry. us for the first time, um, we'll go around the board. We'll start with you, Kyle. Kyle, tell us your history and your uh, involvement with Next Issue. I'm just the Almighty. That's all there is to it. This is, <laughs> is Kylepedia, who typically we go to when we don't know something because he has it all no, cataloged I've, in his head. I've been collecting comic books since I was, what, maybe eight. Uh, I've worked for two different comic chains here in the Dallas Fort Worth, Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, been doing the podcast with you for the last two years, and... Um, I soak in every little bit of media you can, animation, comic books, movies, podcasts, uh, GIFs, you know, whatever I can find, you know, out there so I can be like, Kyle, what happened to this date? Oh, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, tell us about yourself. Um, hey, everybody. First of all, Facebook Live, sorry about the way the camera's set up. We are on vertical for some reason. So, oh, no. yeah, it's okay. I don't, I don't know. Why. We won't be able to fix it right now, but... Go for go look at the Twitch stream. That's the right side up. Yeah, we'll be we'll be doing a lot more on Twitch. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been reading comic books uh, since 2012. Is kind of when I restarted and actually started collecting comic books, uh, and I just kind of dove in like either real deep, head first. New Fifty Two, New Marvel, the first New Marvel. There's been a lot of New Marvels, but that one from 2012. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I really like comic books, talking about comic books. Uh, one thing we forgot from last week, Austin, big shout-out. Thank you for helping us with the Internet. Um, Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, but that's about it, yeah. Oh, cool. Adrian? What? Jesus. <laughs> Tell us your comic book history. Come on, distract Your origin it. story, briefly. <laughs> um, Make it a two-page story. Does he have that much info? <laughs> I love comic books. No, I absolutely adore comic books, and... Um, I'm trying to catch up to stuff that needs to be caught up on. And that's the reason why 
we're having this uh, discussion today. Because <laughs> I was told to read a certain book. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, my name is Clay Harrison. You can find me on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison. Uh, we've been doing this for two years. I've been reading comics since I was 10. Um, I've been going to conventions and just kind of soaking it all in since then. And uh, this is one of my favorite things to do is just talk it with these guys. And today we're, we, we have a special episode. Um, we got into a discussion about uh, Zero Hour, Crisis in Time, the DC event book of 1994. Yes. Uh, which Kyle is a big fan of. Yeah. How, much, how much do you love this book? I mean, there are definitely, it's not my all-time favorite, but I will defend this one because it does play a key point on trying to fixing a lot of the issues that the DC universe had after crisis. Okay. And I can go into a lot of the different points and it just, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I remember the day I was working or I was helping out at Keith's comics and I remember getting these issues all in my sub and picking this up. I was like, Oh my God, the art's so awesome. And they, they had just, <laughs> I, now I'll, I'll defend Jerry, Jerry Ordway's no, and, Superman. The creative team of, it's no. Jergen and order. That was, yeah. 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 But it was at a time where it was just really fun to be a comic book reader. Like, yeah. you know, it, they, they hadn't, like, Marvel hadn't, or Image of Marvel had influenced the, or influxed the whole comic market with all their variant covers and everything. And it was just fun because, you know, Superman had just come back from the dead. Batman's back was just, had just healed from his back being broken from Bane. We had, you know, and I'm going to get some of the other characters, but we had the, the Superman new... Superman had a mullet. He was yeah, recovering which actually, from the mullet. I, I thought it was kind of cool at the time, you know. <laughs> Not that I like mullet. That wasn't a mullet. That wasn't a mullet. Mullet's just your hair in the back here going down. He had the full, like, like flow of hair coming all the way down. It was a party in the back. Yeah. <laughs> what, Adrian? <laughs> I'm so, black, and I know that's a mullet. <laughs> but, um... We got introduced to the new Green Lantern. The, uh, we had Wally West as the Flash, and that was one of my key components for what's going to be in Zero Hour. Um, and it was it was also a changing time. I want to say I want to save some of these points for Zero Hour because a lot of these events happened in these five issues. Okay, um, just to give everyone a quick intro into it, uh, those who aren't aware of Zero Hour. Uh, Wikipedia has uh, this entry. Zero Hour Crisis in Time is a comic book crossover uh, storyline published by DC in 1994, consisting of. <laughs> Five issues, five, cent, five issue central miniseries, and a number of tie-in books. In it, the former hero Hal Jordan. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. Well, Sorry, the way I, the best way to handle these is almost act like you're eating the mic. On you got to keep it close for a good audio. To okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Hal Jordan, who had uh, then been a member of the intergalactic police force known as uh, the Green Lantern Corps, mad with grief after the destruction of his hometown of Coast City during another event, uh, Reign of the Superman. <laughs> And having obtained immersed power as Parallax, attempted to destroy and remake the DC Universe. The crossover involved almost every DC Universe monthly series published at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? That's pretty much the ground. Well, I mean, in, like you said, you asked if, if how much I love this book. And I can easily say, you know, if we had the trilogy kind of going on here, even though I, some people don't want to use Zero Hours as a trilogy. You had Crisis on Infinite Earth, which was DC's attempt to consolidate the universe. Zero Hour was brought in to try to fix a lot of the stuff and, and, and convoluted stories that they had been messing up because there were... And I'm going to hit some of these What points. kind of stories? Convoluted. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Hey, you guys can call it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to use your words to tear this book down. <laughs> but, but then you had Final Crisis, which and I think overall is a superior book. But I still like Zero Hour for what it was trying to do at the time and, what it, and so the things that it did put out there that we would have for the next 10 years or so until Final Crisis came out. Okay, I, I want to also uh, 
give out the credits for Zero Hour because this is a, a pretty important book uh, in terms of DC just as an event book to uh, cancel some titles, reboot some titles, kill some characters, bring back some characters, you know the usual. Uh, Zero Hour Crisis in Time is by Dan Jurgens, uh, Jerry Ordway, Frank Fosco, Ken Branch, um, also supplemental material from Superman Zero Hour and Batman Zero Hour, Dan Jurgens, Tom Grummet, John uh, Bogdanovan, Chris Batista, uh, Peter Krause, Barry Kitson, and Jackson Geis. Uh, art by Dan Jurgens, Tom uh, Grummet, same people. Um, and you said the, the hardback will be on sale, or was on sale last year? I think, it's, I think it's already out now, but it compiles all the tie-in issues, apparently, and all the zero issues that got released. So. Okay. And, and I'm glad Clay took the time to name all those people, because even though it may be a little, like, just kind of troublesome to get all the credits for everyone, a lot of people work really hard on these comic books. So whenever I see an article like, you know, so-and-so's a new sh- comic book coming to TV, like, no, it wasn't just that one person. It was a group of people, and, but they never get the headline because they're, the, they're not the nice, fancy name that you yeah, want to see in the headline, the right? The and, and, but then, and then, fine, don't put them on the headline, but at least mention them in the article. So, you know, we will always try to take the time to credit the full team uh, as much as we can and as much information as we have available. And if not, then we'll put it up later up on notes and stuff like that so you guys can go follow these people and look at their work. Yeah. So we're going to use this court time to really debate not just if the book's good or not, really the validity of it in revisiting it and its meaning to D.C. history, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because Dan Jurgens is, I mean, he's one of the greats. He's done so much Superman. I exactly. Mean, everyone's read Dan, and uh, I have no complaints with anything he's done. We'll leave it at that. Um, so you want me to start with opening arguments? Uh, we are going to have Adrian will be our judge. Um, he will listen. He will decide what is acceptable and not acceptable uh, within our court proceedings. I still question if he can be impartial to this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I can not. be impartial. <laughs> and then uh, Josh and Daniel will uh, be our jurors if we need to go to them for a jury decision on this book at the end of the show. So um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off go for it. as a prosecution, and Kyle will be the defense and follow up afterwards. And if anyone has any questions, throw them into the chat, and you're monitoring the chat. We've got Shelby in the chat room. Uh, did we lose Facebook Live? We did. Mm. We don't want to go vertical. We don't want to stay vertical. No, we're no. We we're never want to do that. We're not staying vertical. This is not a world star hip-hop <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> Although if I could break out at any I moment, out, there should be some strippers. And if there. that's the case, we'll get back on Facebook Live <laughs> <laughs> from the phones. Nice. All right, welcome to Comic Book Court, everyone. I come to you today in this mockery of a court to prove to prove to you two listeners. Uh, hello, Hazel. <laughs> hello, Jen. <laughs> the zero hour is not worthy of revisiting. Uh, not saying it's a bad book, not at all. Dan Jurgens and Jerry Ordway are great. Um, I wouldn't do that at all. This is all in fun. This is for show. Check out Zero Hour if you want. I'm not the boss of you. So uh, that's the way we're approaching it. This is all done in fun. What I am going to do today is look back at the problems with event books like Zero Hour. I will prove to you that event books that are not only bad for entertainment but bad for comics. Um, event books are what is wrong with comics. Uh, from Secret Wars to Crisis on Infinite Earth, we've all been had. They are sold as the, this is the one that changes everything. They never do. They never stay dead. 
they try to fix continuity and break it again, and uh, you'd have to have a Kylepedia mind to appreciate them the way they should be. Uh, this meaning, <laughs> if I know everyone on this panel, that minor character that you loved in a story that you read years ago matters uh, when that timeline is destroyed. Spoilers for Zero Hours and pretty much any comic book or event book today. Your opening statement, Kyle. <laughs> Just read Zero Hour. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I will agree that a lot of the crossovers do make issues for the certain comic companies you might get into. I can go into one that I thought was really horrible and not DC related was uh, Image versus Mars Attacks back in '94. Uh. That was a. And I had. A, I, I, but I, isn't that just a crossover and not necessarily an event book? No, but they cr they crossed over in some of the single issues too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so they had yeah. single issue crossovers that affected their not, story. Not affected, but I mean, but it just still like I mean, secret like. Look at the very first Secret Wars. That didn't have any cross-ins. You had, you had one issue where they disappear and they come back, and there was nothing that really affected me outside of Spider-Man with a symbiote costume. True. No, I mean... Well, a really minor stuff. Oh, sorry. No, no, but go. Really minor stuff from Secret Wars. Why I remember this, I don't know, but there was the whole relationship between, was it Molten Man and... Uh, oh, not Molten not, not, uh, not, not, uh, no, uh, Man. Molecule Man. Oh, Man. And, and, and uh, Volcana. Oh, Volcana. No, okay, yeah, and then yeah. it was Titania and Azori yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah so... Anyway, just a, a super small stuff. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I mean, some small things happen, but it wasn't like you had you didn't have to buy thirty six other issues to right. connect to it. They didn't do that to like you do with zero hour. <laughs> you this don't, is where we get problematic in our in our uh, storytelling is by having tie-ins. Yeah, but how many tie-ins are in this? Yeah, I have the list right here. You have the list. Yeah, thirty three direct tie-ins. Nah, back in the nineties, it was allowed. <laughs> Back in the '90s, a lot was a lot. I know, but no, <laughs> not that it was good either. No. But people didn't draw feet in the '90s. Did you know that? That's only Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> twelve abs stacked on, stacked on top of twelve abs, no feet. <laughs> Look, just want to say, barrel chest, tiny head. Feet and hands are hard to draw. I'm just gonna throw that out there. All right, they're hard to draw. Hey, you talk I will cover them up. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I will cover them up with energy beams, smoke, rocks, <laughs> grass, no feet, whatever I can. Okay, so what, what we have four series that ended with Zero Hour. Yes, Team Titans, which was a horrible book. Again, let me go right back into okay. why, why Zero Hour. Continue. Because from the 10 years we had from 84 and 85 when Crisis first came out, which was them trying to fix their, you know, going from a multiverse to one universe. Right. And things started to work out for a little bit. You know, they rechanged the history of Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman a bit. But then you, as you keep going on, you start realizing, wait, there's a lot more problems here. They're like, what happened to this? What happened to this? Two examples were Hawkman and the Legion of Superheroes. Because we ended up getting two different Legion of Superhero teams along before we had Zero Hour. And Hawkman was like, wait, is he Qatar Hall? Is he Carter Hall? And they actually kept both different Hawkman until about 87, 88, 80, or 89, I think. And then the original Qatar Hall was gone, and he arrives on Earth as a new Hawkman. And so it's like, well, when was Hawkman ever a part of the Justice League of America? And that's where Zero Hour kind of comes in and tries to fix a lot of stuff. Hawkman, I'll admit, was a failed attempt. The Legion of Superheroes, I think, was a, it was actually a, a success because they re relaunched the series. And I was actually... A, but didn't I, it negate a lot of their history? Yeah. What, what, they started doing that with Crisis because in the original history, Superboy was the, was the key core component of why they became the Legion of Superheroes. And after with Zero Hour, they changed it to where it was Valor slash mon -El became that thing. So uh, and I started reading the book. You know, they made them a little bit younger. They kind of changed a few names, but they're still the same characters. And it was a book that I actually kind of found enjoyment reading. Okay. 
And and then of course, um, my biggest offense is one of the, th the coolest things is if everybody realizes issue number four. Something happens in that thing that starts a huge component for the DC universe that has gone in, into all other media-based stuff for the next 25 years. First introduction to the Speed Force. Okay. Explain the Speed Force. Really? That's where Wa when Wally disappears in issue four, it's him running so fast he enters into the Speed Force. That's the first appearance? Yeah. Sorry. Or, or the first thing you That's realize... That's the first appearance of we're, it? We're, we're, <laughs> well, not, you know, what I'm hearing is where we start learning that there is a Speed Force. Because that was where they basically brought in... But it, it, in the... Issue zero, Wally comes back and he has a whole new sect of powers, and basically that's where you start really. What is the Speed Force? But prior to this, there was nothing. It was basically. I'm going to save my questions for cross examination. <laughs> in the original history, when they did Crisis, they did a whole. Uh, DC had a series called Secret Origins, and you come to find out that basically, you know, the way the Flash becomes the Flash is because he, when he burns himself out, he becomes the lightning bolt that strikes Barry and his his uh, examining you know, room. And so and now it's, you realize, oh no, there's an actual magical f speed force and it has become a huge component and one of my favorite things in the Flash universe throughout history, even to the TV series now. So small things like but this. But you don't need to read Zero to get that story though. It just is the beginning of, right? But no, but that's, that's it's the starting point. It's, it's, it, what I'm trying to say is whether or not you want to enjoy the book, you can't not acknowledge that some of the things that this book tried to do and start in the DC universe at that time in 94. Okay. And, that, and, and like I said, I'm going to do my best to try to defend it, but if not, I'm at least going to have people acknowledge some of the things that this thing, this crossover has done. <laughs> we got notes from the judge already. Just to, to add to that, I, I was reading The Flash right, I guess, right in the aftermath of um, Zero Hour, mm -hmm. and which I think was Wade's run on it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Speed Force is a huge component of that. I mean, just... Yeah. just it, it, it is the driving backbone of the Flash of that period. So, yeah. yeah and for people who uh, are not readers of Flash but maybe watch the show, you use Speed Force as a way to explain yourself out of every plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Why in, does this work and this doesn't? But oh, it's enjoyable. And now we have, now the Speed Force in the current uh, lineage is basically has been erupted, and so we have like the Strength Force, and we have all these other forces. So it's 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 a component that is being playing a big part in the DC universe at, as we know it right now. So. All right. Anything else? Um, no, I want to cross-examination, cross and then I'll come back with some more. Okay. All right, so, uh, so let me get into this, and then I'll throw out some questions to you uh, on this, because I want to break down what, what Zero Hour does. First of all, it cancels four, four series, which I will say two of them I was a fan of. I was a fan of Justice League International. Okay. Uh, I was a fan of Legion 94. Really? As, I had never read Legions of Superheroes, and that was okay. an entryway for me to that book. It was a future version that was dark. It was uh, Keith Giffen. See, I tried Legion. I just couldn't get into it. Valor was one I actually really enjoyed. Because I was always and a I fan. didn't know what Valor was when I saw this. See, I, I, I was a fan of Mon-El growing up. I read some of the old oh, Legion okay. of Superheroes, and so I was a fan of Mon-El at that time. So Valor being the person that would become Mon-El. And plus, you also realize that, you know, Valor, and this wasn't Zero Hour, but you also realize that, you know, they, they didn't really give, if I remember correctly, in the original series, Monel was not a Daxamite. And then, you, then DC decides to add, like, Krypton's sister world, the Daxamites, who have the same power, but their weakness being lead instead. So I thought that was an interesting way to kind of bridge him into the Le uh, Legion of Superheroes comic book. So I, I got a, sorry, I got a quick question since you brought up JLI. Uh, what, how did Guy Gardner become Warrior? Because it took me a second to realize that Warrior that's, that's, that's was Guy. That's part of my debate, too, at, is you get Guy Gardner... Who is Guy Gardner in this? Well, what oh, version okay. of Guy Gardner do we get? And he becomes the Guy Gardner I love the most, Warrior. 
I liked it when he when you find out that he, because of this book, you find out that he, in, in the Zero issue, he has an alien heritage. He's part alien that basically allows his body to morph into any kind of weapon he wants to create. You gotta have that Kylepedia mind to appreciate <laughs> Zero Hour. Because <laughs> you know, I was like, my arm is making a gun and it hurts. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's the weirdest GL power ever. No, I, I I had the same response. It's like this weird like four panel moment of body horror, uh-huh. and then he's holding a gun, and then it's never shown again. And I was like, the hell was that? Like, is no, the, so. the book has its issues, the, but but I think they did great. Is they, they left that book at least for the time left you wanting to know what the hell's happening so you had to buy the zero issues and there, there were a lot of zero issues i really enjoyed because because if you draw a gun on panel one it has to be shot by the end of the issue i think yes <laughs> yes if you make a gun with your arm you have to use it by the end of the issue um the first of all and this was pointed out this morning uh one of the biggest flaws if you do buy the trade paperback is the villains revealed on the cover and parallax is I don't know. I, I, well, I'm okay. not a big fan of him as a villain because it's basically bad Hal Jordan. Yeah. You know? And, and I know a lot of people I knew did not like that, but it was the fact that we got evil Hal Jordan, that we got probably one of the greatest Green Lanterns ever in history, and my favorite, Kyle Rayner. I do love Kyle. I mean, yeah. Kyle. Kyle's uh, not really appreciated. That was my Green Lantern during the run. Yeah. Uh, I, during um, Kyle's run was when I was reading that book. I think it was all Judd Winnick. It was. It, yeah. And that, well, no, Ron Mars first. Ron Winnick, Mars. John, Judd Winnick came in a little bit after. Right. But yeah. But that was what got me into Green Lantern, and that's what made me start to appreciate the stuff that would come later. Going back and reading Green Lantern Mosaic with John Stewart, any of the current stuff with you know Hal Jordan. But it, when it comes down to it, it's. Kyle Rayner is my definitive Green Lantern. It's like, who's your definitive Doctor? Tennis for me. So it's Kyle is my definitive Green Lantern. Yeah, and I will say, uh, after reading Zero Hour, Alan Scott, I really started to get an appreciation for him seeing his history with the uh, Justice Society and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're a fan of the Justice Society, ew, yeah, they well, pretty much just get old in this book. <laughs> if you want to watch them get old, fan of Power Girl, get to watch her go through pregnancy. There's some real exciting stuff but, if you're a fan of these characters. But... <laughs> And 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 has to say props. Uh, Power Girl gets to wear a turtleneck, so <laughs> I was very pleased about that. Um, so yeah. yeah, that was one of the. Diff- I admit that was one of the plot holes I I never understood. But but the one thing I liked about with the JSA is, as much as I'm a fan of JSA, this also bridged a way for them to take away to go from the older generation to get to leave the lineage to the newer generation. But you have that scene where Alan gives Kyle his ring and Jay gives his stripe to Impulse. And this is also the door where we're starting to have a lot of new superheroes. We had Superboy. We have Donna Troy Darkstar. You know, we're having a lot of new generation. And then we also have, which I read it for a little bit, but we had the new team of Teen Titans that dealt with a de-aged Ray Palmer leading the team. And so there was, it, it, it was an interesting time, an experimental time to kind of read the books because it was, it was taken away from the old style of DC that we knew and trying something new. And I think they did really well with some of the books that came out, or at least what they were trying to do with the characters after this crossover happened. But see, this, this is another problem with the book. It's continuity. Continuity so, is the longest ongoing problem for comics. And so to have these moments where they're trying to fix them doesn't melt really... Here, here you go, Kyle. Give me Cable's origin. Uh, the childbirth of Madeline Pryor and Scott Summers, who was basically uh, infected by the t- uh, techno-organic virus and then sent into the future by Scott with, um, oh, what's her name? Rachel Summers, who would eventually become... Mother Ascani. Yeah, Mother Ascani, and raised him to become the uh, defender who would eventually kill Apocalypse. I knew you would have that answer. I know no one else would have that answer. <laughs> 
and that's what it's like to read Zero. You kind of got to know everything about the characters that show up because you you get but, moments with them, but that's it. You get, they get maybe one line of dialogue every issue. And this is where I'm gonna I'll defend you on this one. Like you have the trade pair back there, and yeah, it's only the five issues of Zero Hour. Now well, they're yeah, and, and now they're they're finally releasing the hardcover that has all the stuff in, so you can read everything together. So now you have more of an like what's going on. You can catch. So now back. I want to take the side of DC. DC put this book out in '94. We got a trade paperback. Is that one from '94? No, uh, this. I think this is the original one. I don't think they had another cover. No, but I mean, was it when was the release of that actual trade paperback? Uh, don't know. Let's see here. They collected it at the time. I don't. They? No, they didn't. Not that I know of. Um, I know the third. The third printing was 2006. Okay, so that's a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and this is this is. <laughs> This is a weird one because the intro to the story is from Showcase 9489. So you've got your newbies doing your intro for your event book, and it's a real rough intro. I, oh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, yeah, I know. Yeah, I it mean, is I'd, quintessentially 90s. I made yeah. that comment earlier. Very, uh, very again, extreme. No, no feet, very extreme. Uh, extant looks like Spawn. Uh, just really awful. Which, I actually thought he was Brother Blood. <laughs> well, no, he has a Brother Bud. No, you know who Extant is, don't you? Yeah. Well, it's... Yeah. Huh? So, Monarch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, from uh, Armageddon 2001. Who, right. Who's Hank Hall? Yeah. yeah. So, so tell me about the villain in here. Can I recuse myself from this case? <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI, Hank Hall is uh, Hawk from Hawk and For Dead. everybody out there, uh, I wanted to go into this fresh, but Kyle baited me into reading this book beforehand. <laughs> That's how it works. And I don't know if I can stay impartial because they're bringing up some stuff that just really just chaps my gourd. <laughs> when it comes to this book, um, and Extant is one of them, and proceed. <laughs> so, going back to what you mentioned that uh, Parallax is on the cover or Hal Jordan's on the cover, I went into this book not reading it, not having read it, but I knew that Parallax was going to be the the villain. So, reading all that stuff with Extant for like maybe what three issues that's on his own, he's on his own. I and then like, he also when's Hal gonna show up? Yeah, and, but then he also absorbs um, his own Rider. self, his oh, self, yeah. Wave Rider. The Wave Rider got me a lot of bonus points for liking this book, though. Ah, uh, you know, and because and, of oh. Legends, only because of Legends, <laughs> and now I know. <laughs> High five! Now I know. Oh, Wave Rider. Okay, it's a thing. It's not just something. No, I knew that going with. when I saw Legends for the first time. I was like, oh, that's how they're bringing this into the <laughs> Arrowverse. See, I, I, I <laughs> thought it would be better to have. Gideon as a person than the ship be a person. I like Gideon as a person Yeah. above all. Um, <laughs> well, so can I... I know I'm supposed to be the juror, but I just want to point oh, out... Oh, this the, is no real court. Okay, all right. <laughs> the thing that really bugged me about this book as I was reading it was, again, I was saying earlier, I worked at a comic store in the early 90s mm-hmm. when this was coming out. And I feel like there was obviously a team of editors at DC who were sitting in a room with a notepad writing down any words with the letter X in it, because why do you take a character like Hal Jordan and name him Parallax, and why do you take a character named Monarch, who used to be named Hawk, and turn him into Extant, which is one of the worst villain names ever? I think it's just because they wanted I don't know. I'm, in I am, personally, I'm a fan of Dog Welder. <laughs> The Garth Ennis character from Hitman, Dog Welder, I probably do. the worst yep. name. Well, uh, but best villain. Put <laughs> so, live dogs yeah, on people. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just had to bring that up because there is so much about this book that just feels nineties. Very. And oh. um and and I was even reading and I did not remember this, but apparently there was some sort of special ink they used on the covers when they came out. 
Um, it wasn't again, chromium was, covers. It wasn't which chromium. Was it was it was some sort of just. I, I just saw it mentioned. I think uh, in the interview with Jurgens. Um, See, I did. I, I when you sent that out, I was thought it was like a written one. I didn't realize it was a podcast, so I haven't had a chance to listen to his interview that you sent out. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. it was just yeah, it was just uh, written. But somebody mentioned there was a special ink used on the cover. Huh. And I don't remember that, but it seems like you couldn't release a book in the 90s without some sort of special yeah. doohickey on the cover. So. Well, I, yeah. Thanks to Marvel and Image, I was killing that for yeah, us. Exactly, yeah, exactly. DC, DC really didn't do that. Like, I mean, yeah, they didn't really start doing that. Like, they were the one company that really didn't do heavy, like, oh, get, get all four Prism covers. Or right, all, right. You know. Didn't they do that with the death of Superman, though? They did do it with the... Yeah, with that. But they, but that, but that was bad. but that was the first. Mm-hmm. I feel that was like. the only time I remember them doing that. Either we didn't really get it with Batman F- Nightfalls or any of that stuff. It was just the death of Superman with the Reign of Superman stuff. You had four different covers for the Reign of Superman, and even there they were more of haul out covers that you had like one page behind and the yep yeah they yep. were etched out in there so you had the symbol. But you had one for Cyborg, you had one for Superboy, one for Steel, and one for Eradicator. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I bookmarked a couple of pages in here because. Um, I wanted to point out, like, just the extent of people you get in a group, and as you go from issue to issue, some of them barely get to talk. I know. So, when you have a book like Crisis or Secret Wars that goes 12 issues, everyone kind of gets something. When you get a story like this and you get four issues... Five issues, it's not really much. I mean, well, I will defend this, and we brought this up earlier, is like, you know, where some of these other books, it took you a freaking year to get the whole damn story. This one was done in five weeks. It was yeah. one week per, and that, that for, it was consecutive. So you like, you had all the issues. You didn't have to wait, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You had the full story there, and then, you know, and then you had to buy a couple, if you wanted to, buy a couple of tie-in issues or buy a couple of the zero issues. But you didn't have to have everything. But well, was, I felt like you did. There, I felt like there were uh, things in here that were rebooting. I mean, you definitely, if you were a Legion, uh, Legion oh, yeah. superhero fan, you had to buy the tie-in to understand because they're and redoing I did a lot of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, my my subscription that uh, sub yeah, prescription geez, subscription that uh, month was like yeah, I was going broke. <laughs> well, and and I would even I would even I guess add to that that I feel like as I read the book it. It starts off. It, it gets progressively more interesting. Like mm-hmm. I felt like by the end, it was actually pretty compelling. But I feel like because it was also truncated into five issues, and they were clearly trying to compel you to go buy yeah. all the zero issues, it, it weakens some of the actual storytelling. The end with damage, I felt was a really interesting choice. But I didn't know the character. They hadn't been setting it yeah. up at all in just the zero hour storyline. Even that character still has a long time before you even know who he really is. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I didn't even know his power. So like, I couldn't like, I had to have it explained to me in the book. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it was an interesting narrative choice that they kind of blew by not wrapping it into the story fully. So, which is to some degree a problem with any event book. But. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, one of the one of, one of my favorite quotes from Matt Fraction is uh, how much he hates continuity. <laughs> continuity is just trivia, and that and that's honestly that's kind of what it is. If I want to go tell a Conan story, I can just go say he goes out and fights a bunch, uh, you know, of this and that, and not have to tell about his history. But that history is kind of important to a lot of readers, and it kind of go well. I just read this book, and he did this, and how can he do this in this book? Um, but I look at a book like Hawkeye and go, well, he didn't really use anything except his marriages. That was the only real piece of continuity that he uses in that book, and what a great story it is. 
this thing is filled with continuity stuff, trying to fix it, put things in place, find the right time. Well, and that's what, and that's, that's what really hurts it. it. And, we, and, and all it is is really trivia. Yeah, and like I said, that's where like you know it it did to me. What like there's the issue there where Batman and Robin show up and it's Batgirl and she's in the costume and she's not crippled. So yeah, you had to kind of go. Yeah. And it, but it did its job. And maybe and I enjoyed that single issue. And I, I and there was like and you get you get the Connor Kent Superboy meeting with pre-crisis Superboy. And I was like, this was a fun issue. Then you have Tim Drake meeting with young Dick Ray. They, they were fun issues. And I, yeah, and I, yeah. So and, going into a book like this, you have to be an advanced comic book reader. Would you well, say? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. this is not a starter book for. No, no, no. And that's no. that's the thing is this was I knew what Crisis was, so I knew what they were trying to do with this. I've been helping out in a comic shop. I've been collecting for years. I'd read Crisis. I know a lot of stuff that was happening in the comic book issues with, with Legion and Hawkman, all the stuff and Green Lantern. And I knew this was them trying to fix that. And again, you know, it 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 worked in some areas for a while, but then they started having their same issues again, and we got Final Crisis. And I. I'm, as convoluted as something, I know Final Crisis can be in a lot of areas. I still love that book too for what it did because it brought back the thing I hated about Crisis and it took away from the multiverse. I liked there being multiple areas. And this, another thing this thing did, Zero Hour did help to kind of launch another multiverse. We had Hypertime, which, which brought around the Elseworlds annuals and stuff like that. So Okay, so who here can explain Hypertime? Okay. I, I know. You're right. Advanced <laughs> book. <laughs> I had to I, Google it. Do what? I had to Google it. Oh, okay. I chose to just accept the fact that it was a thing and keep going. Okay. <laughs> this is why I like Daniel. <laughs> Doesn't ask questions, just, okay. Roll with the punches. I mean, so, before we... I gotta say, like... As so, I'm not re- only you have to know the history, you have to know what hypertime is. You have to... Under- I mean, they... Well, and I, I do agree. This is definitely not a... Like, you... This is the deep end of the pool. For sure. <laughs> But I think if you're a person that enjoys that kind of stuff, like you look at these, you look at these things, and I don't know how often, like it's a bold move that in a five-issue miniseries you have pretty much every character in DC six blank pages, pretty much when Parallax like resets everything. Like you're gonna tell me that I'm buying books weekly, and you're gonna give me five blank pages. It better be worth it. And as I was reading it, I was like, I'm glad I didn't have to bring that up. This is. Like I was like, has this ever? I don't know if this has ever been done before. This is, as as far as I know, the last person that did it that I read was Saga, and that was just like last year or so, where they had a bunch of just black pages at the end. Okay, Uh, Alpha Flight, John Byrne. That's what I was about to bring up. Did you have a problem with that? (laughs) Yeah, because I mean that that, that was that was a really cool story. Yeah, it does work in that, but it doesn't it doesn't work in this and six pages in an event book. So as I was reading this digitally, and the guided view was showing me through that, I was like. Oh, well, this is the pacing thing, and now we're going to get to it. And then you get to the last page where it's like the Big Bang again or whatever it might be. And I was like, this works. Like, this works for me. A lot of the, a lot of the art and a lot of the layouts and a lot of the splash, like, it's just prime for, like, I, I love the glittery stuff. I love the big <laughs> splash pages. So this book, anytime anyone disappeared in this book and they went out, like, with those rainbow lights, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, this is just It's better great. than dust. It's oh, if they had gone out like that in Infinity Wars, I would have lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> they rainbow exploded. Daniel's like, what? <laughs> Never bring him back. Everyone exploded. Oh my god! I, here, I just um, yeah, I just want to second Daniel on that. I really liked those white pages. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were they were really solid, and like you said, the pacing was just spot on. I was kind of. 
as you know, I don't do guided view because I hate it. Um, but as I was flipping the pages, like, oh, this is really effective. And then you get that. So I, I, I did. I, I, I can't help it. It was good. It was good. So. How in the heck are you guys just jurors and both of you about to be in contempt of court? We're not just jurors. We're rural jurors. <laughs> Well, I, I will, I will uh, go ahead and say that the problems I have with this book are continuity, um, lack of really any star characters whose story you're fo- following along, um, and just the uh, kind of content uh, with things like hypertime uh, concepts you have to understand. Uh, this book really kind of corners itself as for advanced fans, um, like every other event book. It cancels titles. It reboots titles. It kills people. Are any of those people still dead? Uh, uh, as of right now, yeah, because we haven't had anybody from Legion or Team Titans show up in the DC universe for the longest time. Uh, a bit of spoilers. Wally's kind of dead again. Yeah, I mean, but is he really the Wally? And, and then we get that. <laughs> that's the problem with comics, though, is we have these event books that don't really matter. Can I mean, they're not long run. They, they matter for that year. If we have a book where we say no more mutants. It lasts for about a year. And that's about it, really. I mean, we had Death of Superman. How long did that last? Not that long, because you're not going to no, kill was, a character. He was dead for about a good and uh, six or seven months. No More Means but lasted... You, still had, you had Reign of Superman. Yeah, I know. I know so I you know, had yeah. four other titles. No More Means lasted for about five years. It wasn't until 2012 that... that that's true. That after AVX, that's when things kind of... That's true. Yeah, it lasted. Line. Because, yeah, it was, I mean, it, t- it took the Phoenix Force to reignite the mutant population again. Uh, again, you've got to swim in the deep water to, to follow all these event books. And you're not always getting a great story. You're getting yeah. a contest of champions. You're getting a uh, uh, secret wars. You're getting a toy buy. You're, getting, you're not getting uh, a solid The only crossover that ever released toys story. was the original Secret Wars. None of these other crossovers I've ever seen have ever been for toy manufacturing. Um, I will will say one event book that's not an event book. I don't know if you can say that. Kingdom Come. It was three issues, painted, beautiful, four four issues, prestige format. Come on, Clay. Um, (laughs) And just really had a story within itself. I mean, it spun off and had other things from it, but the way this does is like, well, this is the beginning of everything, so you have to start here, and then you got to go read the other 52 titles that start with zero. So, all right, so, so I, I have, I think, a, a, a bigger question, right? And mm-hmm. I think directly to your point, Clay, when New 52 came out, Ugh. I had not been reading DC, and I thought, okay, I'm, this is clearly big, and they're resetting a lot again, so I'm going to jump in and read it. And I had kind of the same experience reading that that I had reading this that I didn't have reading Crisis um, originally, which is that I just I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. The story felt rushed. It felt like a lot of stuff was just kind of jammed in to be able to be spun off on its own. But also, as I read all these, I start wondering, Marvel doesn't have this problem. Is this a DC problem? Because currently, Marvel will just reset stuff when they bring in a new creative team, and they don't feel the need to no, reboot but, the whole universe. But they also have they had the problem in Civil War. How many Civil War tie-in books did you see on the shelf? Right. How many trades do you see? How many AVX titles do we see? Yeah, it, it, it's everything. It, it's okay. everything. So okay. they, they, it just depends on how much of a push they're trying to get the market dollar. I feel like yeah. Marvel. Re- I mean, the one thing I think the reason Marvel has 
done at least for a while better than DC is because they embrace the fact they have a multiverse. It's like we have multiple Earths, we have multiple. Like, right, right. I mean, I think one of the greatest things that, <clears throat> that Marvel's done in the last couple of years is the introduction of the Spider Verse. Mm -hmm. I love a lot of these, mm -hmm. you know, these different spider teams and the fact we have that. It gave us an awesome animated movie. Yeah. But, you know, with DC, it's like, for them, it's like, why do we have to have thousands and thousands of Earth? The crisis, they, you know, and I thought the book series for DC, it was one universe, and I thought some great, great stories came out of it. But I started losing. It's like, I hated the fact we didn't have a Superboy. I hated the fact we didn't have a Crypto the Superdog. Because that stuff I grew up on. And so when we zero hour kind of, or stuff we didn't zero hour, we gave us another Superboy, but we had that young kid. We have Crypto again. And I started opening up that. And when we had Final Crisis, it brought everything back. Superman had been a member of the Legion of Superheroes. Wonder Woman had been a founding member of the Justice League of America. And that was... The well, I, so I guess I asked this question, and I just don't know because I don't read a lot of event books, but it seems like when DC handles it, it is a hard set reboot. Yeah. And when Marvel yeah. does it, you could argue Civil War, AVX, those are all very specific stories they're trying to tell. See, Zero wasn't... Zero Hour wasn't a hard reboot. I mean, yeah. It, but I mean, a, it is a soft reboot. Yeah, so yeah, it, it, they basically right. come back as the same characters. I mean, Kyle Raynard, Wally West, Superman, Batman, Robin, Tim Drake, they're all the same people they were when they got a night. It's just a few changes that happened in the universe. It wasn't like, oh, like with New 52, these were all different characters. Like Superman was a different character than pre-52 su uh, Superman, you know. Uh, there was but no Batman never had a 52. Green Lantern and Batman were the only... No, I mean, but, but you're still different. You know, it's like, you know... The, the, their well, timelines were compressed. Compressed, but... Overall, everything had everything was the same. Dick became Robin at like eight yeah. in the original lineage. He he didn't come Robin until I think it was like twelve or thirteen in the new Fifty Two universe. So things had been changed up enough. So and I think I got to say about Zero Hour too. Like I I, I really like the way that they kind of left the door open for them because now now that we know what happens after, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. We know all the bugs that spun out of Zero Hour, right? But the way they leave it in the last issue is like. Oh yeah, it's the same Earth, but you might see some differences. Where it's just like just a great tool to leave the door open for like, now we're gonna do uh, Batman the Year One, right? Mm -hmm. And then George Paris is gonna take over Wonder Woman. Uh, and so you get all these books where if you want to keep going with whatever you had, you can, but you don't have to because now we have this door that opened. Like we can change things, and there's an explanation. And if somebody really needs to know, like. Wait, what happened to Superman? What's, you know, whatever. Like, oh, go read Zero Hour. And then that's what happened. And that, that's why it's different or whatever. So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> but as far as, far as <clears throat> any other argument I have, uh, prosecution rests. It's all up to you. Well, and, and I think, and uh, maybe this is, I'm throwing this out there. Uh, it, it might not be as, I'm trying, I'm trying to say this. Maybe I'm looking more into this than it really was, but I feel like Zero Hour kind of launched, again, like I said, it was a crossing of the guard from the old generation to the new generation. And, and, and we, get, we got Wally back from the Speed Force. We have Kyle Rayner's new Green Lantern. We have all these things, you know, and even, they only allude to it in here like once or twice. You see Aquaman, the fact his hand's been eaten by the piranha. <laughs> but the thing is, th I think Zero Hour kind of helped pave the way for the current days, like the new Grant Morrison run of uh, Justice League. I think, oh. I think it opened the door and gave us these characters. People more, were introduced to more of these characters. Where, like, oh, my God, you know. Oh, I will agree. We got great books out of it. I mean, Starman yeah. alone is, yeah. is yeah. the biggest thing that we got out of that, and that's a book we all love. But it helped lead us into the, the new comic. Because, like, I, since I was a Kyle fan and a Wally fan, and they relaunched Justice League, and this time it was, you know, they had the Trinity, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Martian Manhunter, and Aquaman. It was the original seven. might have been a couple different characters, but it was the original seven. Again, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a term for what he's experiencing that I will uh, address in my closing argument. It's called a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> I call it tired head. 
Go ahead, Josh. I'm well, not, I, I, mine's going to be long. You're about to get some cross-examination. <laughs> I, I guess for me, the, the thing that doesn't sit well with Zero Hour specifically, like if you, if you see it as a spinoff of Crisis, which even, again, in that mm-hmm. interview, Jurgen says it's not. But it clearly is. Yeah, oh, it I is. mean, there's yeah. so much crisis. Oh yeah, and 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 it's very limited in what they're trying, you know, in the the issues they have to focus on anything. Right. Yeah. It's really hard to follow. But I, I would say I feel like the thing that Crisis does well, and it's not a perfect book. The thing that Crisis does well is there was a need for it. They wanted to reboot Superman. They or again, you know, or like update. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah. I cry, but yeah, his sales were sl- sl- sinking big right, time. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but I feel like w- when they were rebooting that stuff, while they were modernizing it, they were modernizing it in a way that made sense. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like Zero Hour was an attempt to be able to redesign a bunch of characters for the '90s market. And it does not hold up. Why does, first off, Hawkgirl just goes away. Yeah. They merged Car- Carter and Shire into Qatar Hall, and now he's like this amalgamation of yeah. like the Hawkgirl. Uh. And Hawkman becomes some weird in the Thunderdome Hawkman. Yeah. That Doctor, one, I, that one they, did, they failed on yeah. big time. Dr. Fate like becomes weird tattooed Dr. Fate. And I think the biggest thing is suddenly we lose the utterly brilliant Giffen... Um, Oh, I just forgot the artist's name. He's going to kill me. Oh. I follow him. Um, McGuire uh, run on JLA and then JLI for extreme justice. Extreme. You know, extreme. It's, it's just it just it feels like they were like, oh, we're we're just we're we're looking at the the plateau of the comics work industry in the '90s, and this was just an excuse to try and bring stuff up to date and it just doesn't sit well one thing i did like it was one of the zero issues that came out of it was it was the new team of jla and it was basically wonder woman leading the team had wally west had metamorph had um obsidian and nucleon from infinity incorporated also joined the team and then i think there was one of the two other but they're in the spaceship that had been apart and it was like this vast spaceship that was like they had it took time to explore and i thought that book was actually oh I, ice and fire were part of the team too if i'm not mistaken and but it was an interesting kind of new new meat to the team and it, you know it didn't it didn't last that long but i think it was it, for that time them experimenting it was like interesting to see these characters i hadn't seen obsidian uh and nucleon the last time i saw obsidian was like an issue of the kyle rainer book where jade started living with him in his apartment and that was after that you hadn't seen any of these guys until we, until you had the new jsa comic book come out in around 2001 or two and as someone that we i've only read the starman that you guys read that we read for the for the show yeah and and like whenever that moment happens where uh, his dad gives it, so he gives it to not Jack, but the, his, his brother. brother. But then I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And his brothers, they're like, "Oh, you don't want to take that or whatever." Like I was like, "Oh, you don't, you don't even know what's gonna happen to you." And like if you like, whenever that comes out, so like all those little things. I think going back and reading it, if you've been reading a lot of stuff, you're like, "Oh, that's where this comes from," or that like finding the origin of a few things, like where they first appeared. I think that I enjoy that, so I think that's pretty cool. Which I think it's. Why I'm leaning more towards liking the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Judge. And like it's the other things that came out of this. Like you know, it's a couple of the zero issues I really enjoyed. You had Green Lantern Zero, where you had Kyle, because you realize Kyle vanishes into the time stream with Hal, and they have an Oa, and, and, that, and at least Kyle to end up destroying Oa. So we don't have no. There's that. That's the original power source and everything for the Green Lantern Corps. That that basically makes Kyle the, the final Green Lantern. 
you have the green arrow. Green arrow shoots an arrow and he thinks he killed uh, Hal, and so that basically makes him a kind of break, and he has to go back to the monastery where he spent a lot of time. And that introduced Connor Hawk, the new, next Green Lantern, his son. So I mean, there were some cool things I think that came out of this book. They, you know? I mean, I knew they, were, they knew it was going to reset, but this they book. killed Batman. <laughs> <laughs> they killed Batman in this book, and it's like, what? I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Why is Batman dead? Yeah, and it's never mentioned again. Yeah. yeah. And the, the <laughs> Tired head. I know. You you did a great job of prosecuting, but you left out some things. Um, oh no, I, I my wrap up will cover some things. <laughs> Tom, my question for you. Yeah. This book right here. Yeah. That I'm holding. Yeah. Is it a good story? I like it. It's got its problems, but I still enjoy it. And if you're if you're in, like he said. If you're a beginner, no. It's not a story you want to read. But I don't even it, but, think an intermediate. Oh, uh, see, I, I would disagree. I, I actually find myself enjoying that reading that book. It has its issues, but I still, because I like, at the time, bringing all the superheroes together and, stu- and the stuff they did. Okay. Um, I respect your opinion. But now that leads to some follow up questions. Um, I'm just going to put my mic down. My who is damaged? The son of. In uh, this book. A new uh, person who has basically mm. powers to explode. He gains mm. energy and is allowed to create explosions. Mm. Um, like I said, it took time to get, get, find out where his history came from. It was a while before you knew he was the son of the original JSA Adam. Okay. Um, so don't don't blame the book on that. That that they they took their damn time <laughs> acknowledging that one. Mm. Is Kyle dead in this book? No. Nope. This one right here, the no. one that I read. No, he's not dead. He never he's, the, he's the Green Lantern. Yeah, he basically mm. he goes through time and then Wave Rider saves him and a couple of the components in the uh, was it far, not far up point. And that's point, in a, point. Kyle, Kyle's got that. Uh, and that's in a in, in a another story. No, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you think in issue one that the whole universe gets destroyed, you go to issue zero and you find out that Wave Rider had taken Superman, Green Lantern, Damage, Dark Star. To the vanishing point, he basically put everybody out he needed to help fight against Parallax. Yeah, but then he disappears later on. Yeah, but never dies. He gets thrown into the time stream. After the world's created, they get but thrown into Oa. Sh- that, that isn't shown in this Yeah, book. but it never says he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you asked a question, I answered your question. There you go. Mm. Mm. Um, I'd like you to do treat, you think treat him as hostile. <laughs> oh, I'm about to. Do you want th- a lot of law and order. In my humble opinion, yes. this book would have been better if at the end you had Mystery Incorporated come in and pull off the mask of some guy and the whole Justice League screams out, it's old man Dithers. <laughs> I, would have, I still would have bought it. <laughs> How many times? Every issue they changed who the bad guy was yeah. and it doesn't work. It's it doesn't really work. As a matter weird. of fact, when I, get to, when I get to issue three and uh, Alan Scott gives up his ring, or just tosses his ring, and somebody picks it up. I'm looking at the hand, and I'm like, they better not go here. Then again, it comes back in issue four, and I'm like, oh, they better not do they this. They went there. And then you get to issue five, and I'm like, son of a bitch, they did it. And <sighs> you start the story off with, with a bad guy, and it's Monarch. And then dun dun dun. But Monarch, who had been yeah, so it's mon- it, 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 dun dun dun. It's freaking Dove, and then they give this whole convoluted story. They they, it's not even convoluted. It's more like a shoehorn would be a better word to put, but they shoehorn that he 
absorb Dove's powers whenever she died. There's a lot blah, of blah, blah, absorbing blah. that I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. In that. It's yeah. like, now I'm going to absorb this part of me that's yeah. past me, I mean, which is weird. I mean, he's like a walking penis picking up every STD available. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we think, okay, Monarch's the, the villain, and then dun, 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 it's freaking Wave Rider. And but it's old Wave Rider, it's not. Old, Tired head. You could tell and he then, was bad because his face was darker than the original one. They changed it. This is the reason why I love and this then, story so much. Then he's how not, much it makes his head hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's not Monarch. He He's extant. I I often think of uh, supervillain names and then just declare them loudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you find out that extant is Wave Call Rider. Me fartmonger. Right. And then you find out that extant is Wave Rider. And then you find out that he isn't even the big bad. He's just a freaking lackey for Parallax. I don't want to say Parallax. Bad Hal Jordan. It's the stupidest storyline ever. Say his name. Ever. It's bad reason. Hal Jordan. Now, knowing, okay, after I stopped reading comics for so long and then coming back, and one of the first things I realized is that the reason why there's no Hal Jordan is because he went bad in the 90s and yeah. became Parallax. Is the reason why I'm not reading Green Lantern titles to this day. Why? It's the reason you is, should be reading. Kyle I, was a good uh, book. I, I have a quick question. Is mm-hmm. this, uh, is Parallax where we get woman in the fridge trope? Yeah. Okay. It's Kyle Rayner. That, that's that one single issue where a major. Oh, was, sorry. Was Parallax the villain that. Kyle no, 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 and actually, no, that actually happened before uh, Zero Hour. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure oh, because if it's referred to in the book. He oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is dead. Oh, yeah, I, I just major, I, a major disaster basically kills Alex because some government agency wants the ring, and okay. so they go after Kyle. I don't mind holding the microphone. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, a guest here. Anything else? I don't know. I want to hear what else he has to say. Before your closing arguments. His tarred head's catching up. It is. It 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 looks like he's buffering. I am. Like, I go into every book (laughs) wanting to like it. Um, If you listen to our last issue, you know the problems I had with uh, House of M. And all this book did was just galvanize my new theory that I hate event books and the reason why I hate event books. And the only thing I've heard this whole episode so far is that the event books are ways for the comic companies to make more money by having all these spinoffs. But when you do that, that's fine. That, that's fine as long as there is a cohesive story that if I get everything, because what happens is you have Dan Jurgens writing Zero Hour. You may have someone else write a tie-in. You may have like six or seven different, and it, it may not make sense. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, this is the book I picked up. This is the book they sold me, and there's not a complete story in this book. And this story that they did give me made me want to jump off the freaking Coors Light water tower or waterfall. And I will give you on that one the fact that that was the only book we got 
Yeah, but if you were to pick up the actual collected where they have the serial issues and everything else. And so this story came out in 94, and the hardback came out last year. This and t- so I, no, wait, we don't know what, 2005 for this no, no, one. No, 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 I'm okay. talking about the hardback that has Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I agree. Yeah, and that's, yeah. A, that's and, on DC's. Even DC didn't think. I know my point, but my, that's my point is now they're doing it. So now it's like if they had done this sooner, I think the, the uh, I, not the idea, but the taste of liking Zero Hour would be different because you'd have those other ish, tie-in issues. I, I, I but there were, there were some good singles on both sides, Zero and the tie-in issues. I object to that considering that it comes back to my original question that I asked you. You can't was, object. You're is, a judge. Is, <laughs> you can't object. <laughs> oh, I can point out fallacies. Um, you can try. My original question to Y'all you. Y'all keep fighting. I'm winning. <laughs> My original question to you was: Was this a good story? And I think it was. If you have, I, 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 I think if you even, have all the tie-in stuff, wait, wait, as alone, even, it has its issues. Even if you throw in all the tie-in stuff, the basic point of the story sucks. No, the have, villain sucks. See, I don't think so. And then I'm okay the, with the, Parallax as the villain. The, the their attempt at trying to be smart about who the villain is falls very, very flat for me and for other readers. Well, no. But they tell you on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell you in the original covers. No, no, and I, no, no, and I want to know this. If you were you back in 94 reading these issues, I wonder what your opinion, all your opinions of this book would have been compared to coming 30 years later. Well, I, I actually think I have these issues, and I don't remember the book. Yeah, but I wonder. But I'd like to see Clay in '94 reading Lucky the thing. for you guys, Wave Riders in studio, and he will take us to the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Wave Riders! He's absorbing himself, and he'll be right out. But I want. I want to see like what you're. What, like when you read the, the book back in '94, working with the comics, I wonder what you're. Like what I'd like to know. I don't, if I, I don't, could don't, talk I don't. to 1994 Clay, there'd be other things I'd be telling him uh, instead yeah. of Zero Hour. I, I don't know because around, dodge that first marriage. Look out. Around '94 is when I really. The reason why I stopped reading comics is because I was a huge X-Men fan. Yeah. And, um, or X-Men fan. And the story got so convoluted, it just drove me away from actually reading it. Like, and I can tell you, and, and I know it's highly unpopular, the, the character that really drove me away was Bishop. What? Really? Yes. I thought you were going to say I, Gambit. No, well. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, I have a... I have, I, I, I have a problem with that fairy too. But listen, whoa, yeah, whoa. I don't like him. Yeah, yeah, I just ooh, gambit. But, Mr. But, Rogue. Yeah, mm, no. Um, Next episode, let's exactly. discuss Rogue. But um, gambit. Bishop really drove me away, and it, it all stemmed from just like convoluted stories. And and let me go and here. I, and is it this, a great story? No. Is it a fun story for me? Yes. Reading this. Makes me not question my decision to stop reading comics. See, this even kept, this kept me reading the story back in '94 is what kept me even reading more comic books. It, it made me pick up Starman and really enjoy it. it made me keep reading. How oh, I will, I will. How never. becoming Parallax made me pick and start reading Green Lantern. It made me start reading some of the JLA stuff. Maybe check I, out Legion of Superheroes. I love, and we we have all discussed this on our previous shows. Uh, Starman, yeah, and and the right. fact that that book came out of this, I will always appreciate because that book is one of my top two all time. Oh yeah, I I agree, but I would also argue that you don't need zero hour. For to, it to happen. To have Starman no, 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 or no. to appreciate Starman. No, no, I, no. I, I will say, back to your question, I, I didn't read the whole thing when it came out in 94, but I remember flipping through it. Mm-hmm. 
sort of like Clay, I didn't remember okay. any of it. I didn't really. It just, I, I think also at that time, like, Adrian, I was burned out on stuff. I mean, you know, oh, see, I, I was, I, you couldn't have found a more passionate person about comic books at the time when it, when this came yeah, up for me. I, well, but, I could yeah. see the burnout starting to go just because you were getting different covers, multiple prints. You were, you were getting five covers for an X-Men book from Jim Lee. You were getting well, backed books it, from Marvel. To think, not open. think about this. And, and it, I, I hate this is the wrong form to bring up Rick and Morty, but the creators of Rick and Morty, <laughs> they do multiple dimensions. You mean yeah. he also created Community? Yes, he did. Um, Dan Hart, Jeff, best Jeff Winger today. But they said that that they don't want to do time travel because it's very, it, it's tricky, it's confusing, and it, it, it's... Uh, you have to establish rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and so yeah. think about this. At the time that I stopped which is around 93, 94, okay. when I stopped reading X-Men comic books, who were the two biggest characters at the time? It, for, it just for, for the X-Men. Uh, Wolverine? Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, Wolverine? Wolverine's in every book. Well, well, he was in every book. But you said the two biggest ones. I said Wolverine's yeah. one. But at that time, everybody was jumping on Cable's dick, yeah. and everybody uh, was jumping on Bishop's dick. And what are their origin really? stories? I didn't, I didn't know that many people that liked Tantra. Bishop. Oh, yeah, they love Bishop. Well, I mean, it, maybe where I was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you saw Bishop in the first X-Men. You saw mm. him. Um, yeah. I never I never was a big fan of Bishop. Cable, yeah, I loved yeah. it. I, but, I mean, their, their, their origins are time travel. Oh, I know. And it's just, and that is just, I mean, that's really planting a, a convoluted well, seed. To Let's begin with, and I'm gonna pour water on. Well, no, no. I, 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 using time travel as anything, you can argue a lot of stuff because, like, that's half the problems with the Arrowverse shows. Time yeah. traveling. And that's why, like, Legends they went works. into that and they shouldn't have. Barry did it. <laughs> but no, yeah. that's always been a Barry problem. But that's why I like Legends because they just have fun with it. They're not trying yeah. to. Well, I mean, first season was all these rules, and it was like this doesn't work. Then you're like, no, let's just have fun. We're gonna go this time. Get this. They also had here. a hawk person problem. <laughs> they did. I don't know. I mean, why. she had just been a barista. They, yeah. Damn you for stealing my joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Cable, I mean, Cable was so popular. He made a cameo in this zero issue of this book. Yeah. I, yeah. Did you I, see him? Yeah. Didn't you see him? When I saw Rip Hunter, I was like, this is like a dime store cable with his bad eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I think no, of, I, I, uh, yeah, time Rip Hunter looks like Rory yeah. from, from Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> No, time travel and anything, I'll grant you, you know, that, that's okay. And this book is about time travel. To an extent. It's to more, an extent. It's more, it, to me, it, granted, you go to different times, but they're not really, it's more about time almost merging in on itself because, you know, bring it. You've lost the judge. I never had him. Uh, <laughs> it's about hyper time. Sustained. <laughs> it's about hyper time and speed force. No, but, uh, what whatever I mean is, that means. I mean, it was more about. Like, okay, so Barry is going to run through the Speed Force and go back to different times. We had that happen a few times in the book, but it was more about 1969 merging into 1994. The crossover of Dick Grayson and Robin with Tim Drake. The crossover of Connor with Old Superboy. The fact we had, you know, the merging of all these different Hawkmen together. It was more of, like, crisis. Was, time was enfolding on itself instead of people driving at different times to try to, you know... Like, the, the, the final version, uh, final episode of... Uh, give me one second. Final episode of season one of Legends. You had to go through three different time points to fight uh, Vandal Savage. Yeah, yeah, and that and, th- and that's a great way. They but they, they also figured out uh, this is just about fun. Yeah, there there are very vague rules on what they can and can't do. You can't save your own history and rescue people. Mm-hmm. And I think 
by showing those rules and stories like they did with Constantine. Constantine wanted to go back. Oh God, that was and, a, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> broke the rules. And Can't kick yourself in the nuts. <laughs> and Zari. Oh and, and Zari is the one who basically followed the rules and then had to tell him, this. you can't do this. Wait a yeah. minute. Hold on a second. Uh, I, from someone that does, hasn't watched two seasons, is he trying to go back and fix Newcastle? Newcastle? Newcastle. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Is that what he's trying to fix? So oh, first yeah. he tried to kick his dad in the nuts so he would never be born. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I see it. It's a serious. And he couldn't because time travel won't allow you to do that. <laughs> but then he is, he's, there's something, whatever happened in Newcastle, he's trying to fix it by going to stop. Have we ever figured out what happened in Newcastle? No. We, is, it, is it the same thing that happened in the Yeah, country? so they, they I, it, more than well, likely. I don't know. See, They're uh, hinting did, very hard at what it is. Uh, they have. They, it hasn't happened because I think it'll happen in this second half. And that's why I hate yeah. NBC because that show that he had oh. actually started getting really. It got really, really good. didn't start. Really it was good, good from one. I think for well, me, the pilot there, was there's weak. a twist in the last episode. Yeah. And you go, oh, that that they know who Constantine the, is. The pilot was weak, but they saw that they reworked it. They even brought in yeah. a different person to do. Uh, she was dead, and, and then they, sh- they introduced Jim Corrigan. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're Patrick. like, where is this going? And I like, I want to go where this is going, right? Because you see, that might need to I be wanna, another episode. I want to take Kyle's moment and show him exactly how that relates to Zero Hour. When you say Jim Corrigan and you know who he is and you know what he could be, that is every moment in Zero Hour when you see a character you like and you're like, because there was one in here I really was curious about. I think it was Emerald Dragon who looked like. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 the Fatal Five. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like. I want to know about, more about him, and he just doesn't no. show up or do anything else. No, and you're just like. Hmm. But I think th- so. That's I think that's why I like this book because first of all, I already know that it's in, the story is inconsequential to what's going to happen because ultimately it was just a way to reboot everything that was going on. Yeah. So as far as the story being weak, I, I wasn't going into this book because of the story. I already knew. The but story. see, isn't that the whole purpose of reading? Them? So that's so I will agree. Maybe going into this as a, like when it was coming out. That's definitely a problem, I think. Now, reading it 20 years later, or however long, math's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 25. It's not, I don't, wow. I don't, I find it actually fun and interesting where I'm like, ooh, that guy I know, and then, you know, he But see, that was, that. that, the reason why you like that is one of the problems I had with it is that you have this person that just pops up in a panel, two panels, and then you don't see him for the rest of the freaking book. And if you do, he's like a little background character during some action. But like, uh, what was it, a golden dragon or emerald dragon? Emerald dragon. I have no idea after reading this book who the hell he is. And that's a problem for me because I don't know if I like this character. He's just a, to me, reading the book, he's just a throwaway character. But then doesn't that give you like, oh, I want to know more about this guy. Let me go find his comic. Like, that's one of the things I love about comic books. You find somebody you like, and then you can go find more about them Yeah, but, I mean, else. they didn't give me enough to actually, I mean, other than. A suit and a line of dialogue. Yeah. That's all I got. So that's all guy. I got. In so last, I don't know if I like him. In the last issue of uh, Heroes in Crisis, there's a big splash of, uh, uh, what is it, Golden Warrior or Shining Knight, I think. There's a beautiful page of Shining Knight, and I saw it, and it's just Shining Knight from behind, and they're fighting a dragon. She's fighting a dragon. I don't know Shining Knight, so it's always been a woman. Okay, so this is – I just had to update myself on this one. I just found out who Emerald Dragon is. Ultra Boy from the Legion of Superheroes. You're right. <laughs> they didn't – yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, it just makes you want to go read more about whatever character you kind of find some interest. Like, I want to know how Guy Garner became Warrior now. Well – 
Okay, so that's kind of interesting. But then again, I'm not a big – I've never been a Guy Gardner fan, so I really when, don't care. When he's talking I, I love Guy Gardner getting punched. Yeah. That's what I'm a fan of. So when yeah. he was a, a Green Lantern on the Justice League. That's when I started liking him. When he, when, he found, when he got the yellow ring and then became – had the Baldarian heritage, that's when I enjoyed his character. When he wasn't a Green Lantern anymore. When he was a Green Lantern, I was like, just who is this doofus? So I, I, I think to like to to all the points that have been made, and I'm not caught up on the DC TV universe shows, but I will say I feel like the thing they do well that I wish event books did better is that they can make the references mm-hmm. that if you are a longtime fan of the stories and the characters, you get like when yeah. Corrigan shows up, like, oh, I know who this is going to be. Yeah. But if you don't know who it is, it doesn't impact the story. And that's, and, and that's I think, yeah. what many event books have a problem with. No, so. no, I agree with that. And like I said, it, it, is this a great book? No, but it's a fun. It's, it, it's still a fun read for me, and that's why I like, yeah, I, I, I might have a hard well, time uh, calling it a good book, but, I still, but if I have fun reading it, then it's a good story in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that – I think part of the problem is that because you – I mean, there are you, stories you, get, you gave as one of your pros as that it was only five weeks, yeah, or five issues, yeah. And I think that was part of the problem with me reading that book is that it's so truncated that I mean, okay, so Donald Troy's Dark Star, as a comic book reader who's who's catching up and and but that and, been, and, yeah. and, and is building up my DC knowledge in that book, it never gave me any kind of indication of why I should care that Donald Troy is Dark Star. Now, mind you, they bring it up. There's a panel. I know. Oh, my God, Donald Troy, you're Dark Star? But no inkling as to why I should care. And and, and, and to his point, me go read about it. All it is is that... When oh, you, would have, you would have been reading Dark Stars to actually know yeah. that she became... Her and John Stewart both became Dark Stars. And so... It was oh, really? Right. Back in the 90s? Yeah. Oh. And so... I mean, and then... I mean, there's... And, that's just one instance. There, there are several instances where they bring up characters. They show a panel. They go to the point of the reason why they're in that panel is to bring up that they're this character. Mm-hmm. But then they never go back to it because they're trying to rush to this five-issue arc and doesn't give me a reason to care about. Now, I saw Emerald Dragon. Pretty neat design. But by that point, the story is so so truncated and so compact and probably if i read one of the issues like when it got to the when it got to the legion of superheroes that thing was so i was so confused that i wanted to just skim through those pages again, to get to the next it comes down segment. to the point that if you, if you have or the issue you know the back history going through this it's having them show up in the hero you know what's happening again if DC had been smart about this in the very beginning and had done mm-hmm. a collection like they've done now, I think more people would be like, okay. You know, I, I, I think there would be more defense for it. But when you're only given the five issues of this one, it's going to be a lot harder to sell the story on. Like, I'm okay, glad I, I convinced I, you. I, I, no, I, still think it's a good, I still like the book. I still got to defend it. But, I, but you need to have those tiny issues. Here's, to here's a perfect example it. of things brought up in that book that I don't care about because they gave me no reason to care about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of the... And it's not one of those small one-panel things either. It, it's it's a through line throughout the book. Why is Power Girl pregnant and her having a baby? And what does that have anything to do with anything? My, I, and it comes and, right back to what I just said. If the, if they'd released the collection with all the tie-in, I think that would I think you may not have been your favorite story, but you might have had a little more forgiveness for it if they'd had those tie-in issues in a collection of that way. And true. I will say when when Kyle mentioned that this was 
this, this came out in five weeks. I was like, the level of art that we get in this book, it's pretty impressive. Because it's very the, impressive. The, the, the art is great. There's not a lot of digital stuff by at this no. point, right? It's, it's really all kind of done by hand. There's not even like, I don't even know if they had scanners to send stuff back. They were all probably working at the same office at the same, like the level of art that we get in this book is some, like for what we're doing, it, it's pretty amazing. Well, here's my problem with that. Oh, here, of course one. Well, no, well, <laughs> here's the deal. So to be able to do that means that they had to plan this out and actually have that story out, have the art written. Okay. Six months, maybe seven months before this came out, right? I think and some And some editor thought that that was a good story before it came out. Well, it's also Casey Carlson. Also, it's DC probably having planned out the stories they wanted to tie into it. So they're like saying, again, for the 90s, this was their thing. Put these five issues in there. But if they want to know why this happens, buy the connected issue. So it's the marketing part of it. Well, that's well, yeah. and and, um, and just, yeah, I think that's such a great point that you made. And again, I will refer to that interview with Jurgens. He, he points out that it was such a maddening time that his his office that he, that he worked out of was just littered with piles of paper because uh, he was just like there was just so much material that he had to get mm-hmm. through to just kind of process a book. And he makes the point like this is before the internet and email and like this was just like couriers bringing things over you know so it sounds like a really crazy time i do wonder if that impacted the book as well because you have all these practical matters of we need to publish these and ship these and get these out right you know and bear in mind at the time you still had two distributors for comics it wasn't all diamond yet oh really i don't think that happened till later in the 90s i think so yeah yeah later 90s so um so yeah so there i i do wonder if that had this kind of practical effect on the story I mean, as well. I went into this wanting to like this book. I go into every book wanting mm-hmm. to like a book. Yeah, you don't want to feel like you're um, wasting your time. Yeah, um, and I still don't feel like I've wasted my time. I mean, well, that's a I read the book, and we came in here and was able to do, about we're, 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 you know, uh, to talk about a book and its significance and its importance and, and leave it up to us and to our, our fans as to whether – this book was worth it or not. I think a lot of people will come back with the idea. I think you're, I think you're on a one man boat rowing by yourself on the fact that it's a good book. Maybe Daniel will hop on. I stowed away. I stowed away. But then again, this is coming from the same guy who buys every variant he sees. Um, (laughs) There's not a variant he doesn't like. So he's part of the problem. Um, I'm the solution. Oh my goodness! Um, but I, I, I just couldn't like, even knowing the fact that I could go back and read the tie-ins after reading the main book, I have no desire to read the tie-ins. Fair I, enough. I, I, um, but I'm saying that, if somebody were to problem. But if a newbie were to actually get the collection, I think there probably wouldn't be as much. They might go, "Well, why did this have to happen?" But they might not. They have more like, "Oh, this is why this happened." And, and I, whether they liked it or not, that's another. I I would. I would rather turn on someone to Starman than to this. I would say, hey, there was this event. This book mm-hmm. came out of it. If you want to go back to that, but I think if you start here, you're going to find a really great foundation that teaches you about the Silver Age and uh, the Modern Age. Uh, we got, you know, uh, Ted I mean, Knight and his son, and we're I mean, get it a was, lot of info and great stories. What's sad about event books is that it gives us what every comic fan wants, you know, you may read this title, you may read this title, you may read this title, and they may be two, just three, just hodgepodge titles, and you get them 
together in one book. Mm -hmm. So it automatically, in our primal sense, draws you into wanting to read these things. But I think a lot of the event books now are just, I'm not going to say garbage. They're just. They're garbage. I, I, <laughs> They're driven by marketing. We're, yeah, they we're, are. I mean, the one well, thing about this book coming out in the 90s, what kind of numbers were, were was comics doing in the 90s? Millions. millions. They were selling millions. Yeah. Now. That's, yeah, that, that's just not it, the world it, we're I in think now, if you so. get a I think if you get 250,000 sales, that's huge. Right. I, I can still name one event book that I think, you, I don't think we could defend that came before this one. War of the Gods. We might have to visit that. <laughs> I'm not even sure I, I know, can I even it, know that I know one. What is that? that? It's basically it. the different versions of the DC gods coming to war against the Athens uh, gods, like Greek gods, all coming together. And it's just, it ties. I in remember it in Wonder Woman a lot. It comes yeah. In, yeah, well, she's a main component of that story. Yeah, Her and yeah. Shazam is another one. But, you know, oh. it's just, it's like, oh, God. I, even I had a hard time trying to get into that thing. I mean, I think before that, it was Armageddon. Armageddon 2001. There was no tie issues. It was just... Sometimes the big event thing for all the comic books was the annuals. They had a major crossover yeah. with the annuals. Marvel was good about it because they'd only have like three or four. Like all the X, all the X annuals are going to be crossover, or we're going to okay. have like Atlantis attacks. Oh, right. I have the I have the hardcover for that. I love those books. I have the High uh, Evolutionary War and the Atlantis attacks hardcovers that has collects all those together. And again, they're only the annuals. Not. I have I have a question. Yeah. And I know this is going to make me sound like a a novice. Which you are. I still admit I don't know <laughs> near as much about comics as you or Clay or, or and Daniel. And we are here, yeah. we are here, here to gatekeep you out of yeah. the industry, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand me, right. you noob? <laughs> We're, I'm just kidding. Everyone's welcome. There's plenty of room on the boat. Come on. Yeah. I still have not read Chrysler and Infinite Earths. Um, wow. It's, that's a it, thick yeah. one to go that, through. I didn't, I didn't read it until a year or two ago. Right. For, like all the way now, through. So was, you're, there you're a bunch of, was, was there a bunch of tie-ins to that? No. no there were, there were tie-in issues. Oh, yeah. But you could read that alone. You can read oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And but they did have tie-in issues. I've also never read that book. Really? What? I can't. I, oh, you noob. I have. I haven't got like. Get I, out! I've tried to read it multiple times. <laughs> we we talked we talked about this in comic book club. And I've tried to read it, and I can't. No. There's too many words. I, I, <laughs> I read Crisis at ten. That's why going into zero hour, I can handle it. You know, the ratio of pictures to words is that skewed. I need more pictures. There's too many words. Well, uh, so so. I I think More for pictures. me the reason the reason event books bother me and the reason the frequency of event books bother me is because everything I read online was that Z Zero Hour happened because they needed to fix Hawkman and Legion. Yeah. And then why not fix those in their books rather than doing this? And Which and to me every event book makes proposes this big scale and in doing so what it does is then in the normal books you feel like the scale is too small and so like there's that moment where I think it's Batgirl is like oh this cosmic stuff is beyond me you know I just fight I just fight you know bad well, guys yeah, yeah. Well, criminals and and so it's like yeah that's what I want to read you for you know yeah. I don't I don't need you here <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, but it's like so. So then it's like everyone's waiting for the big event book to happen. Whereas I just want to read you in your book, you know. Yeah, right. And and that doesn't mean it can't cross over. That's well, fine. And and, but and, and see, like, so what he says is that you know it's supposed to fix Hawkman. Me reading that book, it doesn't fix Hawkman at yeah, all. No, no, I no, 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 it, 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 yeah, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, no. As your thing about needing to read like in crisis, 
we get Superboy Prime shows up in the last issue. Where did he come from? That was a DC Comics Presents tie-in issue. It was, that was their Marvel mm-hmm. team up with Superman. That's where you find out where DC, uh, Superboy Prime comes from. Too much. <laughs> no, too much. It's okay. I, Bring I, it. I, okay. Well, I, I, have, I have written a closing statement. Go for it. Um, hopefully I showed you that event books like Zero Hour don't respect you as a reader. They ignore the details of the characters. Revisiting them can only result in severe tired head. Um, they are snapshots of a time with Superman's mullet, uh, a Green Lantern named Kyle, and whatever the fuck Guy Gardner was. So. Warrior. <laughs> Warrior. Represent. <laughs> but I just want to say I don't agree with anything I said. Uh, I don't care about continuity in the multiverse or six one, Earth 616 or uh, Earth 1610. Uh, tell me a good story. Have a consistent creative team. Mm-hmm. Don't force me to buy extra content for any reason. Tie-ins are okay if a team is affected and it will show in that title's run. Be on time. Don't make someone's death pointless. We hit peak death with Superman. Pointless. You will never keep anyone dead. We know it, so let's move on. Maybe event books are done, too. Let's hope so. We did this for fun, so don't take my argument too seriously. Comics are meant to be fun, so this was a test for our show. Hope it was fun for everyone, and those are my closing arguments. I actually got a hold of his closing arguments. It also said, give me a Scotty Young cover for every comic book ever. I'll admit I'm part of the problem, and I would buy up those Scotty Young covers. They're good. I love them. I love our next court case is, why, do, why are there variants? <laughs> this is the problem of the comic industry. Whenever, whenever the te- yeah, Detective Comics 1000 drops out, I'll just bring my stack of variants, and we just talk about them. We just talk about all the 25. This one's by Jock. And this one's this also going to be, I think it's going to be a $7.99 book. Oh, That's going to hurt. hurt. I'm, gonna, I'm, selling, I'm already selling stuff to buy that. Oh, my God. I'm more, yeah, I'm more, I'm more, I'm taking out a mortgage. I'm going to meet my guy actually after this. <laughs> All for comics. All right, Kyle, um, what do you got? Nothing. I, like I said, I was coming into this. I said I might lose, but at least I was going to bring up the points that this book brought out. And, you know, it's, like, again, if you're just reading uh, the, the one trade paperback with the five issues, yeah, there's going to be a lot of issues. But if you can get your hands on the collective thing that has all the tie-ins and the zero issues, I think you'll have a little more appreciation for the story. If, you're gonna, if, you, if you take the time to read it, I think but a lot of those questions will be answered. And I think you'll have some fun with it. Outside of that... Who would you like to choose your final fate? The uh, rural jurors or the judge? Rural jurors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew how that was going. <laughs> right. All right, rural jurors. Oh. oh. Is it going to be a hung jury? Oh. A, hung a hung rural juror jury? It works for me, too. <laughs> Look, Look, I should have been thrown out of this jury a long time ago. I, I just love the chaos that comic books bring. So I, I really I enjoyed this book. It has its flaws, of course. It's not the best story. No. And I agree. I can see that. But I had enough fun, and it was just really it's a really good-looking book. I can't, I can't express that enough. Will, that will you buy the hardback that has all the tie-in issues, all 33 no, tie-ins? No, no, no. I'm going to defend him on this one. Do I have to buy it? Would you read the, the if it was like if it was like oh, a library? Like, if it's huh? available somewhere, yeah, I'll, I'll go read it and well, I'll so buy it if it's. Look, I don't know how much DC wants for the original price. I probably won't pay that. But no. if I find it somewhere else, 
a little cheaper, maybe have price book something. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> we need sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I've already pitched it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, if I find that I have price books and I get everything, hey, like, have I have pr- the Batman tie-ins because I just picked them. I had never read through. I haven't read them. I just wanted Batman books. And uh, there's a cover happily with, like, record in your space if you allow us. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a p- cover with, uh, like, maybe 10,000 Batmans surrounding Superman and a Batman. That I, this is zero hour, and I just grabbed it because I, I need, I need, I wanted it. I want to know what happened. <laughs> hey, to the other jury. Yeah, you know, I'm not. No, nobody has to buy this. If you can check it out at a library or something, as long as you, if if you would be willing to read it, the full collection. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about giving these away to anyone that's listening. So if somebody wants to at me on Twitter, it's Clay underscore Harrison, and um, I'll give them away. Okay. Wow. So these are the points I agree with Daniel on. Um, it is a, 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 a beautiful book. I've always liked Jurgen's art. Uh, you can't go wrong with Ordway on, it as backup. It very Byrne-like in, in some No, panels. yeah, I agree. I thought there were. John Byrne had filled in at mm. some point. Well, and, and, and even, I mean, there's clearly some nods even to uh, uh, Perez there as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's trying to make these callbacks to... Uh, Superman. Perez. Superman does have that luxurious uh, Perez hair. Oh, very the full much so. mullet and yeah. curls. Oh, it's glorious. It's not um, a mullet. But but so, so dreamy. It it is it is a, a beautiful book. It's well drawn. There are some narrative moments I like. I like those blank pages. I like you know. Um, I feel like. Jurgens leans a bit too hard on take off mask reveal different face as a as a as a surprise. It's old point. man Dithers. I well, which begs the question: do 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 villains only wear masks to pull it off and reveal their identity? I mean, you know. So in but, this book, yes. Yeah, no, I agree. But I have to say, overall, I just I can't recommend the book. I just and and to answer the question, if even if somebody graciously handed me the copy with everything. I just don't have that kind of time. Like, I really don't want to know. I, I hate to say <laughs> no, it. I fine. would rather go and read more Starman. So, oh. yeah. You haven't read it all yet? No. That's my big my big horrible thing is I've only read, like, half the series. I read the whole thing oh, throughout one, eight, one, through eight every, eight, one through 80 every year. I, how do you, I, I was... Yeah, no. I can finish your payback in a matter of an hour. I, I, I have the thing memorized. You have the Alpedia mind, though. <laughs> well, I was I was subscribing to it when it came out, and by the time I got to grad school, oh, there was no good comic store, uh, and so I just stopped. Uh, and, and again, I just I ha- and and I we can't I can't find volume three of the Omnibus edition. I shed a tear the day issue eighty came out. I was like, it's over. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. one, of the, one of the greatest runs of all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the one thing I will uh, say about Zero Hour getting Starman out of that. Was yeah. one of the greatest yeah. titles ever. I mean, we we love that book so much. And just talk about our love for that book. That just I mean, if I'm gonna, if I could choose one thing to be buried with, just give me my collection of Starman. I'll be happy. Oh, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> with you. I'm totally with you. Yeah, I may be buried with you now, so oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's fine. But, all right, cool. I'll make sure it's big well, enough. Yeah, well, good. well, we have we have a hung jury uh, judge. We know where the judge is going. He, he doesn't answer. I chose jury, so oh, we, it, I, I'd love to hear him answer. He's gonna go. With, he's gonna tie with uh, Josh over here. I don't even know how to answer this because <laughs> I, I want to be I, I want to be respectful because, like I said, we we don't do issues or, or do episodes to just totally crap on a book. Yeah, and this is what and I think we've come it, to it, like you know as a story itself. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, it, it does, it's not complete. But I so, think so. In the spirit of zero, hour, can you pull your mask off and reveal that you're actually a zero hour aficionado? No, I cannot do that. Yeah, I, well, because <laughs> here here's the thing. It's Dan Jurgens. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be the best reveal. <laughs> yes. That would, would be, awesome. be the best be reveal. Awesome. Yeah. But no, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Jurgens. I was writing an extent as myself, mm. trying to. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. So, as a new comic book, well, as a person who's catching up on my comic book history and reading this book, after reading this book or while reading this book, I knew that we were doing this episode, and the only leg that Kyle had to stand on was what came out of this book. The problem with that 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 theory or that that whole line of uh, of thought is that I've never read Starman. To this book, Hawkman isn't fixed. Oh no! It, just, I, I said it, that it convoluted things for me. I said that in my more. opening statement. That was um, not fixed. <laughs> I didn't. Matter of fact, that whole couple of pages with Hawkman, but it, it, it made me more confused than ever. But so, in '94. When I got the zero, when I was reading this and I wrote the zero issue, I actually picked a couple of issues of Hawkman to give it a try. I didn't keep going, but it got me to buy a couple of the new issues and stuff like well, that I'm coming out of there. Is this the Hawkman that was on Thanagar? Um, yes. Okay. When they I, re- I when do they re- remember reading yeah, this series. Because it, and it, it was right, awesome. In 89, they just revamped it. There was no Katar Hall, no Shira, and then this new Katar Hall uh, with not even uh, like featherweight. Metal, metal wings. Yeah. Metal yeah. wings, yeah. Yeah. And so you find out later that basically, I think. Uh, Qatar Hall was actually half human. His mom's human and actually knew Carter and, Sh- and Shire on Earth. So that's what there was a connection of how Qatar and Carter were kind of... And see, that, this kind of leads me towards some of the things that I want to do the uh, videos where we talk about a character's history so yeah. that we can explain it because sometimes you can go to... I, I don't mean, think we can with Hawkman. Here's the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's, that's one worth, worth a try. Yeah. Here's a... Uh, so... I think this is the third event book from DC that I've read. I've read a lot of Marvel event books. Yeah. You didn't meddle? I didn't. But here's the thing. Hawkman, as a character, is just... He can it, be really interesting. Well, he can be, but the but what he ends up being is more confusing. Oh, I know. Because yeah. he's confusing in this book. He's confusing in Dark Knight's Metal. I'm like, what the hell's going on I here? I know, I know. And then... Uh, um, and then, what's her name? Uh, Hawk Girl. And, Shira? And, yeah. Her in metal was even worse, even more confusing. Because it's Kendra. No, yes, it's Kendra. It's not Shira. Shira, Shira, no, no, that's the thing. In the current, like, run, Shira. It's Barista? Yeah. No, it's cut off her wings, but also she can fly. No, 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 no. no. It's Kendra from the original, like, pre Yeah, she's like an operative from some secret org that. Yeah, no, but it's Kendra, and Shira is actually on Thanagar. Yep, okay. We have separate. Yeah, so it's more confusing. And then the other one was um, Infinite Crisis. Mm. Yeah, and see, and and Hawkman's confusing in that too. Mm. I mean, as a character, any like, book by DC that says Crisis in the title is going to be a deep read. No, yeah. but, that you, but you know where the the whole thing of Crisis came from, don't you? Crisis on the Infinite Earth. No, prior to that, and in the in the Justice League of America, starting from the nineteen sixties, any time they had a Justice League and Justice Society crossover, it was cross Crisis on. That's where we got Crisis on Earth X, X was originally. Yeah. yeah. We will That's have why we a, do these shows so we all learn. We will have a crisis title where we'll talk about all the crisis issues. <laughs> crisis? 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 Somebody tweet us how to say that in plural. <laughs> crisis. So, so your decision is? It's a bad. It, it, well, I mean. Uh, Mistrial. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad. You know what? It, there are worse it, books out there. There are worse books out there. <laughs> Definitely. But I think what we're trying to get at today was, is this 
in a central what was that the premise was this a central read or or does it is, is it worth revisiting to anyone it doesn't matter no uh, okay no it, it, it i could have done without reading this book but and and my point, the only thing i got out of this was and i didn't realize it until daniel brought it up earlier from the from the legends tv show wave rider oh, yeah. the ship that yeah is is based actually, on that yeah the character yeah, I didn't even realize. I, I, so I recommend Legends. Skip the first season. The or, rest of them are. Great. All I've seen is the first season. But, oh, I, but the, I am going to pick up a season two. But he's got he's got a basis now to go on with the rest of the right, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I will I will I will tease an episode. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama versus Gorilla Grodd. Oh my! I have to watch that. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. The minute I fell in love with Flash, like, was when Gorilla Grodd showed up, and I'm yeah. like, "There's a giant gorilla on there's, screen." There's, I'm watching. All I'm going to say is there are two favorite points in this series that I love. It's the fact that the legends saved the career of George Lucas making Star Wars. Yes, that was and great. And the fact episode. that Heatwave <laughs> yeah. is the reason that we get Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I know am that. so so watching this oh show. It's yeah. so wait. fun. Legends look fun. I just. I, over the last year or so, I just haven't been watching much TV at all. I just realized that last night. I'm sitting there about to go Puppets to bed. of tomorrow. And, like I have, <laughs> like y'all know how much I love The Magicians, right? Yeah. yeah. I've only watched the season premiere. Everything else is still on my DVR. Oh. I, like I haven't, I, and then um, I absolutely, I actually love the the two premiere episodes of Deadly Class. Oh yeah, and I still haven't I still haven't watched the rest of those yet, and but they're on my DVR, and I just had no inkling to turn it on last night when I crawled in bed to watch it. Yeah. I was like, but and so the CW shows were probably the first to go for me, and um, but I will say that Legends of Tomorrow was probably my favorite one on there mm-hmm. because they did just in season two just said F it, let's have fun. Yeah, and it's a pretty good show, but I mean other than but I really didn't get much out of out of this title, yeah. At all, I, I, I Fair didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I, can't, I can't support event books anymore. It's really hard to buy tie-ins, and even buying a hardback that's going to collect everything. Most of the time, the stories aren't that great. So yeah. that's kind of where I settled. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, this is our first test of a comic book court here. Uh, it's our first Twitch stream. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher. Google, uh, Play. Google Play. You can find me on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison. You can find Next Issue uh, on Twitter under Next Issue Pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. Adrian, where can they find uh, you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Adrian, or Adrian underscore Harry. <laughs> Adrian underscore Harry, yes. I get, I, I'm hardly ever on there, so I, I, I know. I know. Oh, never mind. Josh? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Cosmosis. It's Osmosis with a C. And uh, I was remiss earlier for not mentioning also the uh, fantastic Dallas Comic Book Club that uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay and, and uh, Daniel and I are all part of. Uh, we meet the second f- Thursday of each month at the flagship Half Price Books on Northwest Highway. Come check us out. This month we are reading uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, By Kelly Sue DeConnick. Kelly Sue DeConnick, yeah. So uh, uh, come uh, come see us there. And we are Here's on Facebook as well. And I, I know we got to wrap up, but which volume one are y'all reading? Because I, I, I yeah. looked up Kelly Sue DeConnick oh. and there's two volume ones. Yeah. Second volume. This, okay. Oh, so it's... Is it the, the one where she has one? the glove and she's pulling? Yeah, the long well, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. it was. It's it's a higher, higher faster, faster, further. Okay, yeah, so. so yeah, because I was, um, 
I didn't know whenever you bought that for my daughter. I didn't know which one it was. Was it the first volume? Because I because I went to the library and there's two different volume ones, and I'm like, well, which one should I read? They're both by Kelly Sue. Our next court: mm-hmm. How Marvel screws up their trade paperbacks and why it's hard <laughs> oh, to find. Yeah. yeah. All right, we can't. Nobody can defend that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me Kyle at Echo Spider. Everything, everywhere that matters. Thanks for joining. And you can find me at Kylepedia or Kyle Condes on most social networks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, all hail Bebo. <laughs> hail Bebo. <laughs> Bebo love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that needs to be our next one. Yeah. yeah. yeah.